Hello, and welcome to EdTech Coast to Coast, brought to you by the K-12 Blueprint and produced by Clarity Innovations. Each month, we talk with EdTech influencers on the vanguard of 21st century teaching and learning. We share the latest EdTech information and insights so that professionals just like you can help build a brighter future for students. Today, we talk with Lila Bullman, Business Program Manager for Minecraft Education and founder of the Florida Scholastic Esports League. Lila is considered a global expert in immersive game-based STEM education in Scholastic Esports and has been an avid gamer ever since her father brought home an Atari 64-bit gaming console when she was a little girl. Yet despite a professional career devoted to the power of gaming and increasing student engagement, Lila was not always convinced of the scholastic power of esports until, upon returning home one day from work, she discovered that her kids had turned her living room into a gaming arena. Until I sat next to them and saw what they were doing and understood the complexity of it, the theory behind it, all the data that was there, certainly all the IT, all the IT, and then just the, the relationships and the friends that they had. I didn't value it. And the minute I did, our relationship changed. It became great. I mean, really great. Those fights ended. And I started having conversations with um, uh, friends and customers that were um, buying Lego robotics, trying to build up STEM programs. And I'd say, you know, listen, I don't really have any skin in the game around esports, but I have to share with you a, a reference of a resource called North America's Classic Esports Federation. In the STEM world, the Samueli Foundation is very well known for creating the STEM ecosystems. And the year before, at one of their convenings of practice, they shared the, their NACEF, their esports program connecting STEM learning and STEM careers to esports. And I, like many, this is before my epiphany, right? Uh, I, like many naysayers, said, uh, What is this? Like, who's learning English from, you know, English lit from, you know, Overwatch? And uh, this is just like a really good excuse for uh, IT directors to get the esports arena of their life. But you know, I, I had to come to my own experience to realize that this is where kids really are. And if we want to meet kids where they are and where they're going, build experiences around that, that they can connect with, um, discover learning, discover, you know, become more curious and grow. And esports is, esports is it. So, you know, I, I went from, hey, um, St. Lucie County Public Schools, you know, check out NACEF to actually being hired by NACEF and me launching the first uh, statewide affiliate of the Florida Scholastic Esports League, because I felt like, you know, I can't really do this on my own, but if we bring, if everybody that loves esports or the same as a school leader, and if we can come together as a group and create the framework for kids to play and compete with one another, if we can do this, let's do it. So we leveraged NACEF's curriculum and we built our, the first league. And that happened all in a span of a year and a half. Next, Lila cites research that helps connect the dots between scholastic esports and the academic and social emotional well being of students, especially for underserved students, as well as teachers and even parents. We know that video games and games and learning are connected. We know that kids learn in games and we learn they learn from games. And what they learn is uh, self regulation. They 
kids have, um, they learn critical thinking skills, problem solving skills and games. I mean, there's uh, backgammon exists for a reason. Chess was, you know, the gambit, the Queen's Gambit was popular because, you know, chess teaches all kinds of different kinds of skills. So we know that game, gaming and learning works. Um, and we also know that sports has an impact on students, traditional sports, organized competitive sports. Kids have higher emotional uh, development from it. Their relationship skills grow. Their leadership skills grow. Graduation rates are higher. So it's a, ma it's a matter of connecting. So define this define scholastic esports, which is it's competitive, organized games in, in, in a video format, right? And scholastic esports utilizes video games intentionally for learning. Really, that's what it is. That's the difference. And so it's just bringing together the research behind uh, sports and learning and gaming and learning together. And we've had additional research, actually a ton of additional research out of the University of California at Irvine that's backed that up. And we've seen that uh, scholastic esports increases STEM identity and STEM value. So kids see themselves as someone who wants to have a future in STEM. We see girls increasing their identity as I'm good at STEM and I want to pursue this. I want to pursue, you know, harder classes or advanced classes in, in computer science, let's say. And uh, we also um, we have seen in the research the lowest socioeconomic quartile uh, of students surveyed having the greatest impact uh, in their relationship skills or collaboration skills or communication skills. Uh, it's an equity issue. Right, um, because once you're exposed to and can participate and lead in scholastic youth sports, those those experiences that you weren't actually didn't have privy to before, you really you know, we've seen those kinds of impacts really go off the roof. I say off the roof through the roof. English is not my first language. Sorry, so through the roof, and he um, says so. The evidence backs up. The research is there. Uh, that scholastic esports impacts not only learning, but it impacts students and it impacts their their sense of self in a really positive way. I'd also add, you know, you know, we we're talking about parents earlier. It also impacts. It's not just the student that's in, you know that's impacted positively. Parents are are, are you know the research from NASEF and the University of California at Irvine also showed that uh, scholastic esports improved the parental relationship with the student. And it also improves teachers, teacher relationships as well, because you're able to connect in the game, you're learning together, you're competing together, you're winning together. And so the relationships change and when you have uh, better relationships, you learn better, there's more trust. So how can interested educators coach Scholastic Esports? Lila explains the role of the teacher as coach and how they can support student success. So in a Scholastic Esports in NACEF, the teacher's role is called a general manager and a coach. We don't expect teachers to have expertise in any of the games. NACEF provides the coaches that are actually from the you know, connected camps. So they're vetted and background checked and they're trained to work with adolescents. General managers, the teachers, they just have to manage the team. They have to, number one, be willing to put up their classroom and their time, which is a lot to ask of a teacher, especially now, but also um, to provide the competitive experiences uh, to help the kids understand the different kinds of roles that exist within Scholastic Esports because it goes way beyond the game and beyond the player. There's a number of different kinds of roles. And so the general manager is just that. It's a general manager. They understand, generally speaking, uh, what esports is, but they're mostly they're supportive of student learning. 
I think you have uh, the prerequisites. You have to have a space, a physical space to do it or a virtual space. Um, but you as a person, as a teacher, you want to see kids grow. You want to, you have to have a time commitment. You have to have some time as well. And really be a teacher who's invested in seeing, uh, you know, students grow from the experience. And I've seen um, a lot of teachers have uh, in the impact of being a general manager in their actual teaching day in their practice. Uh, for example, I know one general manager teacher who is a graphics design teacher and said, you know, being a general manager of this classic esports team has made me a more relevant teacher. It's added probably 10 more years on to my teaching career because now I'm not doing graphic design for magazines that people don't read anymore. And we're even changing the, you know, it's even impacted my UX design classes because my kids want to design for the club. They want to design for the team and they're designing for the esports in industry. So now, he, you know, people, I can't keep kids out of my classroom. EdTech Coast to Coast is a production of Clarity Innovations for the K-12 Blueprint. Be sure to visit the K-12 Blueprint at www.k12blueprint.com for the latest research data, device information, best practices, and deployment strategies showing real-world results in districts just like yours. And to help educators keep pace with current educational practices, the K-12 Blueprint provides robust toolkits loaded with vital resources, each focusing on a critical challenge. Let's hear more from Lila about the esports ecosystem and how students are empowered to take on a number of roles beyond merely player, boosting vital entrepreneurship skills. The Scholastic Esports Ecosystem, you know, NACEF, we identified four different domains or four different areas where uh, kids were uh, in the esports experience, where they were contributing and producing, right? So it wasn't that we had the framework first and built the curriculum second. The framework actually arose in research after by studying what the students were doing in their clubs, right? So you have kids that are managers. You have kids that are content creators, you have kids that are strategists, and you have kids that are organizers, right? And really, at the end of the day, these kids take on these different roles to build up and own their team, run their own tournaments, um, create their own competitive experiences. And the general manager is sort of just there kind of making sure everything is okay in the room. And what that does is it gives kids not only agency, but it gives them hard skills, right? That they typically would never get in a classroom. The easiest analogy that I can create is if it were a traditional sport, like let's just say lacrosse or soccer or football. And a kid says, you know, we don't have a football team in my school. And they go to the principal and they say, I found a teacher who's willing to be my sponsor. I want to have a football team. The principal in a traditional sport would answer all the questions about the schedule and the space and the booster club and the teacher and the coaches and the umps. Adults would do that, including getting advertising. And so, you know, sponsorship, adults would do that. In the NASA program in Scholastic Esports, kids take on those roles. They get their, you want to have an Xbox X? Okay, well, how are we going to do that? How are we going to fundraise for that? It's, it's on the student. And so they love owning it, but they love leading it. And the experience shows because they're really committed to their clubs. And those entrepreneurship skills are, are keen in esports. I'll share a story that I thought 
um, well, it's actually was very important to me. Um, I, there was one I shared with you was, you know, when I, I got into esports because of my kid, but I, there was another experience that to me um, that will never leave. I was talking to a principal at a school, the Title I school, um, uh, a school with, you know, really limited resources. And they, you know, the, the principal wanted to incorporate, and was incorporating robotics into the program. And there was a, you know, he had kind of an open office, it was unusual for a principal, but he did. And there was a couple of, there were a couple of kids there, um, you know, coding the robot and a couple of different robots and playing with them. But we, the principal and I had started talking about esports and about NACEF and maybe he was interested in having a, an esports club. We're talking about the same kind of questions you're asking me now. And in the conversation, a, a kind of an 11 year old boy gets up and he says, Jesus, you know, interrupts the conversation and he says, Mr. C, can I ask a question? And said, yeah, of course, this is, your, this is your room too. And he said, I always wondered how a, the owner of a football team could afford to play a quarterback $25 million a year. And now you're saying that I could be the owner of an esports team? And that's when I was like, oh my God, this is so disruptive. This is so disruptive. This is creating opportunity for kids. Instead of saying, oh, I want to grow up and be a football player or a quarterback one day, or, oh, this is so far beyond my means, I'm not even going to dream. You know, an 11 year old is saying and can recognize, hey, wait a second, I can own a player. I can, right now, I can be an investor. I can own, I can create my own and own my own esports team. The disruption of that and the democratization of that and of those skills, that was probably the moment that I said, I've got to go do this. Thank you, Lila, for taking the time to share those valuable insights. We'll see you next time here at EdTech Coast to Coast. Until then, keep learning.